Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, I would like to welcome today's guest on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. If you don't know her, now you're going to get to know her. Her name on Instagram is Day with Viv. I'm going to call her Vivian or Viv because that's the way that we communicate. So Vivian, I would like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. It's an honor to be here with you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you and I have spoken a little bit behind the scenes in the DM world uh, about your story with scoliosis and we follow each other on Instagram. So I'm a little bit familiar with what your story has been. You had, you have scoliosis and you were practicing yoga and you found over time that your rib cage on one side was protruding out more on one side than it was on the other. Can you dive into that from the time that you discovered that and how it brought you where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I was first diagnosed when I was 10 um, and then it was just pretty minor. So it was more just kind of a wait and see. So for the longest time, kind of just pretended it didn't happen, uh, right? So you kind of wear your hair long and you just kind of go on with life and do all the things. Um, and then in my late twenties, I was in my yoga teacher training, as you mentioned, and um, we were doing, you know, I'm doing like hours of different yoga classes, doing too much twisting. Um, and then realizing that, yes, my rib on my left side was kind of protruding forward a little bit more. And so then it kind of brought me just kind of reminding me, oh yeah, I, I have scoliosis. Like why, um, like, why is this happening? But when you're in a like yoga class, a fitness class, you know, there's so many people in there and you tell them you have scoliosis or your wrist hurts or something. They usually just say, if something hurts, just stop. Um, yeah, but sometimes you don't really know the difference between what's hurting or what's challenging, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're in a class and everybody else is doing it. So you want to do it too, right? So, and you're supposed to, yes, drop your ego in yoga, but realistically, you know, how many poses do you see people do on Instagram or in a class? And you're like, I can do that. I'm going to do it too, or yeah. I'm going to try to do it. So it didn't really, so, you know, I was doing all the things, but not necessarily knowing what was good or not good for my body. So then from there, I decided to um, dig a little deeper and I found yoga for scoliosis. And so I went further and got certified in yoga for scoliosis and learned with Elise Miller, um, who you might be familiar with. She's kind of like the mother of yoga for scoliosis. Okay. And then from there, um, I decided I, I wanted to kind of tie in the like medical side with the fitness side, just because I felt like there was such a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And so I went and pursued um, a program in physical therapy so that I can bridge the gap between physical therapy and fitness. Cause I want people to be able to still do all the things, but be able to know how to do it safely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting when you talk, 
with about your story and taking the yoga class, it's so true because you get into a space where everybody's doing it and they're your comp internally, they're your competition. And you're like, I'm going to do this because I'm going to challenge myself because they're doing it. And then you think about, well, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily right for my body. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I think that applies for everyone, right? Like it's not just um, for those with scoliosis either. Yeah. Yeah. But, but with our, with our curves, it makes it a little more challenging our curves or in my case, our fusions. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It makes it a little more interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got certified in yoga and so now you are teaching it and it's for obvious, I'm going to say for obvious reasons with you, it's all virtual right now or. Yeah. So, um, actually since I have a background in fitness and I, um, so before I did yoga, then I was teaching bar and I've always done like personal training and different, um, kind of played, grew up playing sports. Mm -hmm. So I created actually a program called Scolio Fitness. Um, and so it combines, um, my background in physical therapy with the yoga for scoliosis and okay. then also other fitness modalities. So it's not necessarily just, um, yoga. It's kind of applying kind of the physical therapy eye to all the different, um, modalities like for the scoliosis and most of the stuff I teach is digital at the moment, um, especially because of the situation that we're, <laughs> the whole world is in at yes. the, the time, but, um, yeah, but I have a background in just, yeah, especially cause I'm a bit of a digital nomad. So I'm kind of all over the place. So, okay. um, and I love that with the online community right now, you can reach people all over the world, no matter where you are. Yeah. But, but right now you're based in California. Yes. Okay. Right now but, I'm based in California. Okay. But I just want to interject something here that, uh, I know that you are a board member and it's funny cause you and I have spoken about this, that we think we've met in the past, but like we didn't quite connect. Uh, you are a board member of the straightforward foundation. How did you come to connect with them and that community and what they have to offer? Yeah. So I had read about, um, one of their art, the photo exhibitions that they had in New York. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to the founder, to Marcus, and um, connected with him. When, so I used to live in New York, and that's where the foundation is based. So mm -hmm. um, I was going back to New York to kind of visit previous clients and everything. And so um, connected with Marcus and set up a meeting with him. And because I had an idea that I wanted to um, bring just the wellness piece to what they were doing to help empower those of us with scoliosis. And it was mm -hmm. very in line with my mission and what I um, want to do mm -hmm. and am doing. So um, just kind of presented an idea of kind of working on, with them on a kind of a wellness event. And so for the, um, for scoliosis awareness month, they had a scoliosis awareness week. And then, so I taught a yoga and wellness event during that. Um, and I think we met at the dinner, maybe the night before or something. Yeah. Yeah. We, you were, I think you were checking people in. Yes. And yes, I had, exactly. I was invited by Maria, Maria Rose, the photographer. And I had met Bionic Ballerina who was on her stilts. Like <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, but yeah, that's kind of where we unofficially met. Mm -hmm. um, tell us, tell us what your mission is with your journey and with what you are offering your clients and I'm going to say the world right now, virtually, given the circumstances. So what, what is your mission with 
with scoliosis? So I want to empower those of us with scoliosis to feel strong and confident in our bodies, um, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. So with my scolio fitness program, just because what I'm finding is um, just like with me, right? Like the 10 year old version of me, right? When I was first diagnosed, it was just so disempowering um, to hear that there's something wrong with you. Um, and especially um, coming from the medical standpoint, if they were saying you have a met, like a spinal deformity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm putting that in quotation because I don't like air, using air, that air quotes, air quotes. yeah um because <laughs> I don't like using that word and I do believe that words are so powerful um and how Agreed. you kind of take them in so yeah. to be told when you're 10 you have a spinal deformity and then it's like oh well there's nothing we can do about it um we're just going to wait till like basically I was told to wait and see right um and so the whole air quotes wait, again yeah and the wait and see is what like wait and see until this gets worse until we can do something yeah. um like why can't we do something now and why can't we be proactive and so you know my parents didn't know about it and no one in my family had it before so they're not really going to understand what to do you're just going to take your doctor's opinion right um because mm -hmm. that's just how it is because they yep. so yeah so that was so i wish I wish that I did something right when I was 10. I wish I had physical therapy. Um, I wish I knew what exercises were gonna help to balance my muscles. Um, I'm grateful that I was still able to do everything and that I wasn't in pain and that, you know, I got to grow up playing tennis and softball, but I do, you know, like I know that maybe, um, you know, my right shoulder might not go forward as much if I knew the right corrections while I was doing all of it. So, um, so I want to be able to help like everyone that's diagnosed now, right? Anyone okay. who's overwhelmed with um, a lack of options or even just not having a clear, having clear answers, right? Because yeah. if you're going, if you're searching for things, things are kind of Dr. Google's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so just want people to find peace of mind um, to safely move so they're strong and confident. Um, when, when you were when you were first diagnosed, did you have any type of physical therapy? Did they give you and did the orthopedics say this is what you need to do? Was there any type of physical therapy or was there? Because when I was diagnosed, it was like, do the bird dog. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, you do the bird dog. I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, I was basically just told to do mini Cobra and that's okay. pretty much it. Um, and I'm definitely, and I kind of just was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do mini Cobra. But then I just kind of did that like all the time. So I don't know if that was probably even good either. So then I was sitting on my computer doing mini Cobra. I was reading laying like that all the time. Okay. Okay. Also. So it was, um, and for them, it was just monitoring while I was growing. Um, okay. And then that was pretty much it. Have, I've, I've had this conversation with other people and um, I'm curious with your experience with working with people when you're on a discovery call, and people are saying, I have scoliosis. Um, do you find that it varies with people and their families um, in terms of like, is there is there any cultural limitations? We already have a shame, right? We have the stigma of the shame of scoliosis that kind of like it's the unknown. And you go, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And then, but there are people that I've spoken with where they have the shame, but then there's like this extra added layer. Like if you're deformed, 
there's something that much more wrong with you. And I'm using deformed in air quotes um, because we're not deformed. We're just our, we have, we have different curves, you know, we're just, we're just a little curvier, but have you experienced that, that within different cultures, it is harder for people to overcome the emotional space of going from, uh, might not be the right word, but going from being a victim to changing it to empowerment. Yeah, I think that, um, I think it's a lot of times because it's the, of course, like the lack of support that they might have. And so mm -hmm. I think that could, um, I wouldn't say that it necessarily means it's, um, you know, like in this part of the world, it's more so like that or okay. others. I haven't really necessarily seen that as much. I think it's more just in general, but I think it's also just um, as an individual, right? So being able to understand how to embrace it, right? In order to kind of let it go and move past the so, shame or that so you're talking about. So scoliosis doesn't discriminate. Yeah. And I think it's the, I think, I guess like the people that I, you know, have talked to or have messaged me on Instagram or something, mm -hmm. right. The, they're finding, they're finding empowerment and hearing other people's stories. And so it's like for them getting on a call with me and telling me their story, it's mm -hmm. almost like um, you, I obviously kind of see what they've been through, right. With that. But then I also see it kind of lifted off their chest. Cause for some people, it's the first time they've ever talked about it. Yeah. Tell me, do you work with um, people who are also fused? And how is that different in your, in your teaching method? Yeah, so I work with those who are fused and not fused, mm -hmm. um, and also those who have been braced and also some that are also currently braced as well. Um, and a lot of what I cater to them is just kind of based on their curvature Okay. So some, whether you're fused or not, you, so even if you're fused, some people still might have a curve. So um, kind of working with them based on where the fusion is and mm -hmm. then also where the curve still might be, or if they're fully fused and kind of working um, a lot of times in that neutral spine, right? So I know you're going to be very familiar, like, you know, <laughs> obviously you live with yeah, it. Yeah, I've, that's, <laughs> that's me. I'm like, I bend like a wall. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I always feel like every time I do these, I'm just absorbed like a sponge. Um, what, what would you like to share about your, I'm going to say your favorite story and your hardest story, or maybe even your most heartbreaking story? This is a great question. I, I think you, I'm, I'm going to say that I think you have a mile more than a mile long we're gonna we're gonna call it broadway a broadway of stories just because i follow you on instagram and i see what goes on um but yeah yeah so i work with um so i work with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis mm -hmm. and then i also have um kind of like a more like intense kind of eight week program and then also my membership. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm actually speaking to one of my members shortly after this and she came to me with, um, you know, just not really being able to kind of get, you know, do all her regular activities, being able to walk and um, mm -hmm. 
um, just in a lot of pain, just kind of like all over and in mm -hmm. different places. So um, I think a lot of times when people come to you when they're in a lot of pain, right, then they are feeling like they, so it's like, you're kind of like scared of movement in general. Yeah. And especially if you don't really know um, what you're supposed to do. Um, and sometimes doctors will say, you don't get pain from scoliosis. Um, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, there's lots I'm, of I'm, I'm so glad you're living through my body and you're the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one knows it unless you're in it, right? So yeah, um, yeah and everyone's situation is going to be different um, because it's also just our environmental factors. And it's also what we, you know, there's the internal, the external, there's so many pieces to it. Um, so pain is always a really difficult thing um, to kind of deal with. So it's also just, working with people to get them comfortable with understanding where that might be coming from mm -hmm. um, and how it's coming up in their body, where it's coming up in their body. Um, and is it, I think we're sometimes because um, I have the physical therapy and fitness background, people come to me for the physical piece of it more, right? Okay. So it's kind of like, let's fix this externally. Mm -hmm. um, when a lot of times what they walk away with is the mental and emotional piece of it. So a lot of just building awareness of their body and why it's doing the things and when pain or something might come up or discomfort or sensitivity. So I prefer to use those words over okay. pain. Um, then it's kind of knowing, um, okay, understanding what that is kind of, again, processing it, um, kind of just instead of just trying to mask what's coming up, yeah, um, processing it so that they can move through it. And so by doing that and understanding their body and understanding, oh, like this might be happening because, you know, um, of this or also having a toolkit of things to do um, so that they can relax their body, relax their mind, um, and then kind of go from there. So it's just about empowering them, giving them the education and the tools so that they can proceed lifelong and using their body the best to their capability with what they have. Yeah, for sure. And one of my mentors always says, um, it's about adding life to your years, not years to your life. Um, so Ooh. that's, yeah. So that's a big piece of, that's a good one. That's a big that's, piece that's a good of what one. I want to incorporate in. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and, and you, we spoke about this a little bit. Was this the mentor that where you went to school in the UK? Is that where, because you, you got your education there. So just um, no, diving this, into that a little bit. Yeah. So um, yeah, real quick, this is from a mentor. Um, this is from Dr. Cabral. He, he's an integrated, he's a functional medicine doctor. Cause I have a, I'm an integrative health practitioner because I believe in the nourishing from the inside out also. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, all these things get combined into scolial fitness. Um, but my mentor that you're mentioning that I worked with in England um, was, was a physical therapist there, um, Tony Betts. And he's, um, I worked with him because I did my program at UCL, um, okay. University College London, and it's in partnership with the Royal National Orthopedic Hospital oh, wow. um, in okay. Stanmore. Okay. So it's one of the, um, like the best orthopedic hospitals. Okay. So that's why I went to do that program because they have a lot of scoliosis cases. Um, so scoliosis, orthopedic surgeons and physical therapists. And that's actually where um, Princess Eugenie had her surgery. Ah, so, okay. Good, good, good to know, good to know, good to know. Yeah. And so, so working with, sorry. sorry go, go No, go ahead. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so working with Tony was really great because he, um, so I know that in the US, re most more recently, Shroth has become more popular um, and more well-known, um, even though it's been around for a long time. And that's why yeah. I wanted to go over to Europe because they're, um, what I found with my research is in the US, it was a lot more, um, you worked more with, more with the orthopedic surgeons than say the physical therapists, but then in Europe, they're more about the preventative ways. Yeah. Um, and trying to, so um, yeah, so Tony actually worked with, um, worked a lot with the side. So here we focus a lot on Schroth in the US, but mm -hmm. um, there's so many other ways as well. So they're like, Tony worked a lot with the side shift method. And then there's also like the Fitz method that I do use a lot in my teachings and that's from Poland. And there's pieces from um, Italy and Spain. So there's so many different schools yeah. of, of the different physical therapy um, and that people can incorporate, um, but. It's, it's every time I talk with somebody, it's very interesting to see how the world of scoliosis and the methods are almost, they're at the beginning of, they're simmering here. You know, they're simmering in this country. Like you said, Schroth has been around for a while. It's been around for a hundred years and there's the Katharina Schroth Institute in Germany, but it's only, I think it came to the States in what, 2006? But it's like, it's simmering. And then there's the Barcelona and the seas and, and you just kind of go, why didn't, why is it, why is it now? Why is it that these things are just coming in now? And I mean, why weren't these, specific types of therapy why why did it take so long for them to get here yeah i think there's um of course i think we all have our own interpretations of why <laughs> yes that's happening yes. um with, with <laughs> the medical system <laughs> Agreed. but yeah so i think that a lot i think what you're doing with this podcast and what you're doing with um your teachings and everything too and what you know like what we've been able to talk about i love that we're trying to change the conversation around it and trying yeah. to change the narrative around things for those of us with scoliosis. Um, and I think, and a lot of what um, I would love, you know, a lot of times people might come to me, they're like, well, I'm already working with a physical therapist. So why would I need scolio fitness? Um, but then, yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that you can, that the whole point is not um, that we're competing against each other or like yeah. the surgery means you don't do that or whatever. It's, it's more, you should have a team that's going to make sure that you're living your best life right. it's not about, um, and optimizing your health. It's not about taking away. It's about adding on. Yeah. It's like, so a lot of, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so a lot of the, um, <laughs> sorry. So a lot of the, um, yeah, people that I work with like are doing, you know, like they, if they've had surgery, but then they are doing physical therapy and they're working with me. Right. So kind of probably similar with people yeah. working with you. It's, it's, it's the difference of working with um, dumbbells versus working with a mace. Each serves a different purpose and, but bring them together and you just get better. Tell us how long have you been uh, practicing physical therapy, yoga, all of it? been I guess when I first found out that my so when I was first diagnosed my curve was 10 mm -hmm. and then it went up and then when I found out it got worse it went up to 31. How old were you when it when it was when you were diagnosed? 10. Okay. And then yeah 10 and then 10. like in my late 
yeah, so it was 10 degrees when I was 10. And then, yeah. um, and then when I, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was in my yoga teacher training, I was in my late twenties. Okay. So then, um, yeah, so that was like up to 31. And then, so basically over the past, um, and then, so that was, I'd say, yeah. So the past like eight or so years, right? So then I've been kind of working, kind of creating the program, kind of combining it all together, testing it on my body. Cause since I have scoliosis, kind of doing all of that. Um, and so with it, I've been able to get my curve down to 24. Um, awesome. And so, yeah, so I guess I would say I've just kind of, it's been kind of something I've been working on for the past like eight-ish years and okay. then being working with private clients and now being able to bring it out to more people. Would you like to share with the audience today? Is there anything that you feel that we have missed or that, that I have not uh, targeted that you would like to share on, on your story, on your journey, on, on anything? on your story with scoliosis? I guess I just want people to know that there's, so there's no one size fits all, right? So there's it's gonna be a different approach for everyone. Um, and just kind of just tune, the biggest thing for me, which, which I'm still working on as well, is what I mentioned earlier, just kind of like embracing it and just like feeling it so that we can let it go and kind of, um, so it's that, you know, that kind of that sigh of relief that you had mentioned. So even though on my Instagram, I talk about my scoliosis all the time and I have pictures and we're talking about this now, um, you know, like it doesn't mean that there's some days where um, I don't really want to take a photo, right? Or if I do a video and I'm like, mm, I don't really want to share that. Um, and it's okay, um, but it's also just, sitting with it and processing it and like why why is that coming up and then also being but then also but then not dwelling on it but being able to have the tools and know that there is this community if you need to reach out um and that these are normal things that are going to come up for you um again whether you have scoliosis or not and so just kind of process it let it feel like feel it process the emotions there's going to be different seasons of life that we're going to go through. So it's just more of knowing how to move through those seasons. So just about acceptance. Yeah. Definitely. And, and with acceptance and you talk about seasons and I'm going to jump on this because I, we've all been asked this question. Um, I mean, you're in California, so it's like beautiful <laughs> weather all the time. But even during your time of being in New York, do you, does your body react, does your scoliosis spine react differently to the weather depending on where you are? I would say it does just because, um, just like say it's cold, right? So then you're kind of just going to be a little bit more just tense and holding your body in a different way when you are out like walking through the streets of New York or something, then you're going to feel more of that tension in your body. So um yeah, so you'll definitely feel it with a different temperature. And I know for spinal fusion, right, um, you probably feel it differently. You kind of know when the cold is kind of coming, right? A lot of people feel it a lot more. I love, I love heat. I'm all about heat. <laughs> because it just feels... California. I know that people can find you on Instagram and your name is Day with Viv. Is there anywhere else that people can find you on social media platforms? Yeah, so on... Instagram, as you said, I'm at Day with Viv, and I'm also at Scolio Fitness on Instagram. 
And then I have a Facebook group, um, which is also Scolio Fitness. And then if you want to find more information or anything, you can also look on my website. So it's daywithviv.com. Okay. And um, from there, you'll kind of be able to find other ways to reach me too. Cool. cool. Well, I, I, you and I have spoken and uh, through this journey and just, you know, talked about the differences in our bodies. So I want to thank you for being a guest on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. Uh, if anybody has any questions, go to Instagram, Day with Viv, and you can DM her there and she'll get back to you. Thanks for being a guest, Viv. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.